We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm up your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Howdy, CMOS girlies. Buckle up. It's episode 70. It's mid-March. We're filming this ahead of time. How's it going, Emma? I am great. Yeah, Kate and I are being productive little girl bosses, even though I hate using that word, but I don't know what like to substitute it with, but... I'm great. The sun is shining. It is still cold in New York. Um, still wearing my winter coat in my Los Angeles yoga pants and I'm sick and tired of it, but you know, I'm revved up on coffee with collagen. Shout out ancient nutrition. I got athletic greens running in my body. So I am ready to blab. You got supplements all in your system. Yeah. I'm finally back on East coast time. I fucking hate being on Pacific coast time this past week when I was in LA I woke up at 7 a.m. It's 10 a.m. in New York. So much shit has already fucking happened. Like I am so behind. And I remember a few times, like when I fucked up on the podcast audio and stuff, I was like late to like a workout class. Like it just, it's not a nice morning routine. I would have to wake up at 4 a.m. out there to have this peaceful morning. And I am so grateful to be back on my silly little goofy East coast time. Um, However, I was going to say, however, Emma and I will both be traveling this upcoming week. So you're going to Florida. So that'll be the same time zone. Yes. I will still be in Eastern time zone. Um, the only time zone that matters. Yeah. And then I will be going to Minnesota for a day. I'll probably snuggle up with my new kittens, you know, say hello to my family, see the tundra and the negative temperature, frigid cold. And then my family and I, we haven't gone on a trip in like two years and my dad works for an airline company. So we do get like flight benefits, but you fly standby. So if the seats fill up, it's got, it's kind of risky. If anyone knows about standby shit, like you could make the flight. You also could get stranded. I've been stranded in plenty of countries. And that's my mom's like, okay, dad and Kate are going home. Everyone else is staying here. Like it's sus vibes. And then we're going to be attempting to go to Hawaii. So, um, I will be on, I don't know. Is that Pacific time? Do they have their own time zone? I'm dumb bimbo hours. I haven't had time to research that, but I'm going to feel off. So that's why we're podcasting in advance to give you guys the premium content without the 
stress and chaos of us trying to coordinate that while we are on vacation. Yeah, I'm kind of jealous that you get to go to Hawaii. I feel like you're going to be able to have like all like this like exotic fruit and whatnot. You remember like in 2014 era when like everyone went to where was it like in Asia? Like they would always go to Island. No, not Banana Island, but like, I feel like there was like some weird tropical place, not weird, but like some tropical place, like everyone would go and like bike and like just eat fruit. Like this was very much like a thing in whatever that vegan community YouTube era, but I feel like you're going to like be able to like eat like your watermelon, your like, I don't know, dragon fruit. Yeah. Um, Thailand, maybe Thailand. Yes. Yeah. I think all the vegans went there. No, I'm going to have my, uh, not high carb Hannah, but Ella, the one, or is Ella the one that lives in a van with kids? Oh, maybe I'll have my fruitarian yeah. moment. <laughs> yeah, I think her name's Ella. I think she also has like a sister or something. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, I'm not going to attempt to go back to the high carb, low fat, but I am hoping for some fruit. I feel like I, the only fruit I eat now is frozen blueberries because everything else is too right. expensive, but it'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be nice to see some sun. But Emma and I are going to talk in this episode about the anxiety that traveling can bring when you are a wellness god, because I am feeling it as I am um, have a compressed thing on my eye because I've developed a sty uh, randomly, which we'll get into in later in the show about me dying every single month. But yeah, the packing stuff, the food stuff, the orthorexia coming up and like lingering in your ear. You guys know what we're talking about. Um, so Emma and I are probably going to have some struggle bus moments when we are traveling. And that's what this episode's about. Yeah, the cortisol levels are slowly rising. I'm thinking about all the things that I need to pack, what I won't be able to pack, what I'll have access to, what I won't have access to. And, you know, traveling is a blessing and a curse. I'm lucky that I'm able to do it. But also for someone who is so type A and anal like myself, I don't like letting go of control. And maybe this is something that I need to work on. But at this point in my life, I'm like, I'm good. I'm good with how I am. I don't want to change anything. Truly same. Um, Have you started packing? Let's get into what what we're packing and like packing is a wellness God. So I was just in Los Angeles. So I did experience that. And I feel like I have some edits to like what I did pack and what I wouldn't pack again. Um, The homie for us is going to be those athletic green single sachets. Do you have those in your possession? I do because I just got my athletic greens restock. And so I am making sure to save my five little restock packets. So I was like, fuck. Because I like used one of them yesterday and I was like, wait, Emma, you can't do this because you can't just bring your giant fucking tub. Yeah, the tub cannot, no, no for the tub. Um, Become a geriatric elder, get your seven day pill organizer. I've been doing that. I need to go buy more Brazil nuts because I'm out. Also, my mom was like, okay, if anyone gets COVID, Kate, make sure you pack like all your supplements for 14 days in case you have to quarantine. And I'm like, oh my God, that is, that is going to be paralyzing if I'm there for like two weeks extra, you know? So I packed all my supplements that went well. I packed my gem bites, um, until I ran out, packed my magnesium. I didn't, I packed tinctures. I didn't really use them. Um, I'm also scared that they're going to get stopped in TSA. Oh, I didn't tell you this. I had a grand TSA stopping. So the first time I went to the airport to get back to New York, yeah, two days ago, whatever the fuck time is not real for me right now. I get to the airport. I go through TSA pre-check because I am pre-check God. And they, they're like, okay, we got to go through your suitcase. I'm like, okay, whatever. This happened to me before. I knew that in my bag, what's in my bag? I had psyllium husks and I had a little bit of Navita's maca powder that I wanted to bring with. You know, the bag was $14. I'm not going to throw $4 away. So I brought it with. It fit in my suitcase easily. I also had some things like my ball of ankle weights in my bag. 
So uh, they start searching through and looking at what's flagged it. They put the ball of ankle weights and they swab it with that little white thing to see if it has like issues with it. It goes off again, like three times. And then they put it through the bin again, it goes off. Then they have to scan every single item that my ball of ankle weight was touching. Then they do the psyllium husks and they're like, what is this? And I was just like, uh, my doctor prescribed this to me. I have stomach issues. I have to travel with it. Like, I'm not going to say like, oh, this is just like a fun little thing. No, I need my psyllium husks to survive. And I also need my maca powder. So don't fucking question it. Right. Then they test those things. Those also go off. So like my entire bag is all over. It was kind of quiet at the airport. There are five security guards eyeing me up and down. And I'm in like a, a mini dress because it was hot outside. And I'm like, holy shit, I look like I'm smuggling cocaine in my ball of ankle weights. I was not, but stuff kept going off and going off and going off. And like, it felt like more issues were coming up every time they scan something. And what even every- like, what even causes stuff to like, even like buzz? Like, I know it's like for like explosives or whatnot, yeah, but it's ex- like, why are you like psyllium husk and ball of ankle weights? I have no idea. And then my loafers went off. Like it's explosives and like weird substances. And like, that's kind of country specific, but I was flying domestic. So I was like, Cause you know, when you fly internationally, you can't bring like fruit and vegetables across borders, but I was like, I'm just going to New York. Like this is domestic. This is LAX this is pre-check even like pre-check. You're not, you don't even have to take out liquids or electronics, but then they do an entire, um, stripping, not stripping. Oh my God. They don't strip me at the airport of sk- touching my body. What is that called? Body. Yeah. Body. Like the body check. Yeah. It's not called body checking. What is it called? Like, um, I don't they pat you down pat down yeah they I get the fucking pat down and they're like up my skirt with gloves and um then- no get this when I had my back brace um like whenever Ooh. I had like scoliosis like in grade school we were flying to Florida and like my back brace like went off and I was like wearing it and they literally I was like probably 11 or 12 traumatized because I was yeah. obviously it's like you get you know you pulled away and they're like no, they literally took me away from my mom and they took me into a secret room to pat me down and like question me. And I was like traumatized from that point on. I was like, I never want to be on an airplane again if I have yeah. to wear my fucking back brace. Cause I was like, what is this? Like, why am I being taken into a secret room? Like I'm 11 years old. I'm 11 years old. Yeah. Like as if, as if I'm going to do anything. Right, right. And I know they asked me, they're like, do you want to go in a private room or stay here? And so I was like, I don't want to go in a private room because I'm just going to waste time. So just like, let's do it out in the open. But then it was just so invasive for everyone to watch that happen. That was felt like a misstep on my part. Um, but yeah, so I'm now questioning if I bring any sort of item that could be questionable or I'm going to get stopped on my way to Hawaii. Some regrets that I have packing um, the ball of ankle weights. I didn't really touch them. I, every time I went on a walk, I forgot to pack them. I packed resistance bands. I used them once. Maybe I'll use them more in Hawaii. The one thing I did use a lot is my hyper ice gun, the massage gun. I did it on the airplane. I was so just like annoyed with sitting and feeling like my joints were fucking decaying that I started using my massage gun on the airplane, which was fun. Um, yeah. What else do I need to pack? I'm going to pack more pants. This is like just getting into my packing list now. Um, but food, I was like, I don't want to bring food. It's just going to get flagged. I don't know. I'm bringing like bare minimum. I'm also like literally going to be gone for like three days. Like I'm going to like land and then leave, but yeah. yeah, I'm not packing tinctures. I feel like I would always just pack my entire supplement pantry. And I was like, Emma, for what? Yeah. You never use it. Um, I'm queen of like overpacking. So I'm like really trying to like pack like four things and call it good. I feel like for like exercise equipment type stuff, Whenever I go home, I'll pack like my Pilates ball just because like I can like deflate it and that's like really good. But I, yeah, I'm not going to bring that because I'm going to be in Florida and I'll probably just like randomly go on like runs or something, yeah. just like walk in the heat. But 
yeah packing for me I just kind of like toss shit and I'm just like I hope for the best yeah I I literally hope for the best too like it's no organization it's no like space bags I've been thinking about getting those weird space bags that they would have on infomercials you know but yeah eh, I'm excited to go like you said it's a privilege to travel but it also is anxiety inducing and maybe that's why I developed a sigh because I have this anxiety um who fucking knows but as you guys love our random rants, this episode is going to be full of them. So the next part of the show is just going to be random to- topics that Emma and I have been thinking about this past week, random hot takes, um, and we'll just see where, where the vibes take us for the next part of the shot. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Our next partner is a product that Emma and I take every single day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to find a greens powder that actually blended together. The taste is hands down the best greens powder I've been able to find. It even has a mild tropical taste and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, adaptogens, you name it. For me, I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I've always known that taking a greens powder is a great addition to one's wellness routine, but I could just never get past the unpleasant taste. This completely changed once I started taking Athletic Greens. It tastes so good that I actually look forward to drinking it every morning, something I never knew was possible. Plus, Athletic Greens contains dairy-free probiotics, and let me tell you, my digestion has never been better. Another thing that Emma and I love is that it's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, let's get into the bullshit segment of the fucking pod. So to start things off with seed oils, I posted a meme about it. We get a lot of DMs like, what seed oil? Is olive oil a seed oil? What, what, why is this now being discussed? Is oat milk bad? So Emma and I have known about this. I feel like all of the health people that like have like the boring drive fucking old white male podcasts have already talked about this to death for the past six months. So I was always aware that like, yeah, don't eat seed oils. They're super inflammatory. But I feel like the girlies got into it once they learned that oat milk 
had seed oil in it. And like Emma and I have always been on the record as oat milk truthers. Uh, so don't I'm like, do people not fucking read? Like, I mean, not to be like an orthorexic, like freak, but it's like, I always just like read the labels, you know, just yeah. from a curious like consumer standpoint. And if it's like stuff that I like, can't pronounce, I just like, I'm like, I'm not going to get it. And, even and that- I also, it's like with like seed oils, I feel like people are probably, maybe people don't know like why they're bad or anything, but it's just because they like have a lot of like polyunsaturated fats. Like they're higher in omega sixes versus threes. And like, as a society we like eat too many sixes versus threes and that can like lead to like inflammation on like toxic um build up in your body which like sounds so superficial and like yeah help for like a gooby goop um but there are like downstream effects and it's like it's so annoying because like all these like big corporations that like fucking like sabra's hummus or like anyone yeah. like yes i get that like using like olive oil is probably expensive but also these corporations are so fucking big i'm like you guys can afford to yeah. use olive oil. you guys are you the know? one with the fucking budgets and all the small brands like don't use they use avocado oil or olive oil or something like that so i know i noticed on tiktok that one tiktok went really viral like these girlies were like oh my god i noticed that i got like really bad acne and stuff because my oat milk has seed oils in it then the comment section once again and teresa said this before tiktok comment section is the dumbest place on the fucking internet People were like, what's a seed oil? What's oat milk? What's this? And I think from that point, people started to question their oat milk. I saw a lot of like homemade nut milk tutorials. I jumped on the bandwagon and did like a cashew milk tutorial because I feel like people were like curious about it. And I'm like, I've been a milkmaid for a while. This is not a new thing. I just fucking picked up after this big seed oil debacle. But um, yeah, then we posted memes about it. And I feel like people were DMing us and like Emma just described it perfectly, all the health and wellness stuff about like oxidative stress to your body. But the only thing that I feel like we got a question about, or maybe this is on my personal page, like if you go to a restaurant, like do you ask for it without seed oil? It's like, no, like if I go to a restaurant, I'm pretty sure they're using cane sugar and I'm pretty sure they're going to be using the, the cheapest like sunflower oil or something. I mean, like, yeah, here's the thing. You can only have like so much con- control, right? Like obviously like yeah. when you go outside, you're exposing yourself to like harmful Pollution. toxins, et cetera. Like you can't avoid everything. And I think it's like, yeah or like you know if you randomly eat like cane sugar or something like processed like you're gonna like live and probably like the stress that like you cause yourself like overthinking about it is probably gonna be way worse than you like actually consuming whatever the vegetable cooked in like canola oil right and that's like the thing with it's like 80 20 and I don't really like giving that like binary like numbers of like control and stuff but like if I go to a restaurant this is also a hot take I have like if I'm eating dessert I want it to be dessert Like, I don't want it to have anything, quote, healthy in it. I hate all of the, quote, guilt-free, sugar-free bullshit desserts to a degree because I just want to know that, like, if I'm eating the dessert, I'm eating the whole thing. There's no weird sweeteners and stuff like that. And then, like, the rest of the time, I will just eat my vegetables and my salmon and my walnuts and my blueberries. Like, that is balanced for me. I just don't like to feel like I'm compromising on, like, you know, getting that experience. And so if I'm going to a restaurant, like, I'm not going to be a fucking miser and be like, could you cook this in olive oil? Actually, like, I don't, it, the seed oils are going to break me out. Like, who the fuck does that? Um, it's like when people order just like crazy, crazy things at Starbucks with like so many substitutions. It's just such like a, I don't know, offensive thing I feel like to do. It's so like, cringe. And you know, those people are like tipping like 2%. Probably. It's such a Karen thing. Yeah. I'm like, okay. And it's like, I'm always saying it's like an individualistic, like self-care type thing. Like we've, we've said before, like, why are we questioning like, oh, I'm going to go buy my Berkey filter versus why is the water polluted? Like, why is the government letting the water be polluted, right? Like, it takes us away from the bigger systemic issues. And, like, food monopolies is why we have seed oils. Like, there are a few companies that control so much. Like, modern agriculture system is why we have seed oils. It's not just, like, I get to opt out of this with my, like, 
little Erwan thing. It's like, I still went to Erwan and like fucking loved it when I was in LA. Also, but it's I- crazy too, because like, I feel like you and I like live in one of like the most privileged areas where we have like the greatest access to like the best health stores and everything. You go into like any health store, so many things still contain like safflower oil, yeah. sunflower oil, et cetera. And so like, imagine if you like, or someone who like lives like in some for some like you know food apartheid food desert where you don't have access like you literally may not have like any options at all and so I think it just like yeah goes to show that it's like the fact that you even like have like even like the ability to a even like have like the knowledge or like the resources to know that like seed oil is bad and like even just to have like a few options to like be able to like you know get a hummus that doesn't have seed oil is like such a privilege because like most people it's like they have one option if that and that's one thing um, I think about with wellness and like when we talk about products and stuff like anytime you as a listener are able to make a choice like freedom of choice is an illusion it's bullshit from the free market like there are winners and losers based on capitalism right like it's not we're all on an equal fucking playing field we know that but anytime you are making a choice whether that's like a substitution at a restaurant you want to go gluten-free, you want to avoid this one ingredient, like I'm always saying, um, those are all privileges. Those are all privileges to be able to buy supplements, to be able to have access to fresh fruit, to be able to make choices between what vegetables I want. Like the food combining girlies, like, okay, so what if I don't have access to the things that are like the quote, good things? Um, Raw till four, I knew like a lot of people while it was happening in the high carb, low fat stuff. Like I felt like this in Minnesota, I was like, okay, I'm going to go buy a watermelon that's like $20 out of season so I can keep up with this lifestyle, right? Like there are some choices that you can do and be like, I'm opting into this and it's a little bit bullshit and wonky. Like I buy supplements. I try a lot of wellness products. Like I know that's very privileged of me to do so, but I'm also like, not going to like fucking request that. (laughs) I don't know the barista, like, can you go look at the oat milk and see if it has seed oil in it? Like, holy shit, that is out of touch, you know? Yeah. Um, so if that's your hill to die on, uh, now you just got the seed oil discourse. There's a lot of like sides. I think it's it. like funny as like a meme. Yeah, it's of, a like, meme, literally. Like, I think it's just like it, it's funny that like everyone's now like seed oils. Yeah, it's like um, the thing to fucking like brag about. Like I think it's funny. Um, the next topic that I have is like I keep dying. So a few episodes ago, I was like, oh, okay, like I just have chronic illness and I keep like passing out and stuff. And now I've developed a sty. I kind of spoke about it earlier. So I have my shoulder fungus still. I have a sty. March, March edition, who knows what illness will spike down on me. Um, I haven't gotten COVID yet. So it's, it's the, not even that. So I don't fucking know what it is, but shoot a, shoot out a prayer to me because I'm doing all the remedies I can to fix this. Yeah. Body. My toes are just like yeah. really flaky and dry. My dad keeps on like texting me about my toes. I'm like, dude, I don't know. But what's weird now is that they keep on like just randomly bleeding. Oh, and no. I'm like, bro, what is good with my toes? But it's only like two on my right foot. Like all the other ones are like kind of chilling. Like they're sort of fine. But I'm like, like, cause I was trying to do like Pilates yesterday or whatever in my apartment before work. And I like felt blood. I was like, what is this? And I was like, looking, it was like in between my toes and I don't have band-aids. So I like was wrapping like paper towels, like around my toe <laughs> and like trying to like hold my toes together to like hold pressure. Um, but yeah, so that's like the update on my toes. I probably should get them checked out, but I'm also just like, what is a doctor going to do at this point? Yeah. Um, so we're both experiencing weird ailments at the moment. Yeah. God, it's, it's fine. You know, we have something to fixate on. That's not like my body dysmorphia. Next part of the episode is dating apps or chuggy. So Emma and I are both celibate. Both of us are not on dating apps. Both of us have no men in our life. Like when I landed back in New York, that was like the one urge I had. I was like, damn, I wish I had like a little sneaky link. I hate using that word. I hate that I just said that, but like a dude that's not my boyfriend that I could have just like hung out with for a little bit while I got back, you know, and he could have like made me food. 
I guess that's more than a sneaky link because I feel like sneaky link denotes that they're definitely more of like a committed relationship where there's actually like I care about this individual yeah but yeah yeah, Kate and I I feel like are at a point where we're retiring from the apps I just I can't imagine I also like don't have any interest or energy to like really get to know anyone like yeah the whole like tell me where you grew up. Like, what do you do for work? Like pretending that I care like that. Just like, I can't, I can't believe I did that for so long, but I'm fully, I think I'm retiring from the apps. I am just like going to pray to God that like someone will enter into my life. Um, but you know, I'm also fine being like a robot, like little hamster on the hamster wheel, just kind of, you know, doing my same mundane shit. I'm sure it'll like hit me in like two weeks and be like, holy shit, Emma, what are you doing with your life? But it's like, do I want an app boyfriend? Like, do I want an app like, <laughs> boyfriend from an app? Like, mm, not really. Like, I feel like everyone, like all like the millennials, I feel like are like marrying their whatever bumble babes. Do, like, <laughs> do, like, do like Gen Z kids like aren't doing that, you know? I, so my take on dating apps being off them, I hate that I feel like it's a game, right? I hate that there's so many people. I hate that everyone is looking around the corner and subconsciously, if you know it or not, even if you're talking to someone and you assume, you know, they're into you, like, let's say you just went on a date or something, they still have the app. I've seen a lot of TikTok girlies. They're like, it's fine if I have Tinder, but why does he still have Tinder, right? Like the other person still has opportunities to go meet new people. And I thought that someone made a TikTok and said that they should be called like this should be called like the meeting app or something, not a dating app or like the get to know you app or like exposure app, because it can be dating. But a lot of the time, I don't think a lot of people on there are for dating. You know, a next part of it is that exposure to so many people at once cannot be healthy. Right. I agree. The same thing. Um, Eliza from Bingetopia made this point about like dating apps that we are not supposed to know that many people, just like civilization studies. Like you did not I mean, I've probably seen a thousand people in the dating app. So you think about having it for that many years and like me judging if that person would be compatible with me or not, like it is way too much for this fucking brain to process. However, then I go on the polar opposite end and I'm like, wow, I live alone in my apartment. I'm very introverted. I make these choices to like, not just go out and like meet stranger dudes that like live in Murray Hill or some shit. I am probably only going to meet like four men organically out in the wild, like at a meet cute situation okay, out of those, like, let's say four dudes that I like, you know, there are four straight dudes that like come across my path one day. One of them's probably going to be a Republican. One of them's going to be confused by my health and wellness shit. One of them is not going to be like looking for a relationship. And then one of them's going to be 45. Like there's going to just, it's like, it's scary. I'm really scared right now by the uncertainty of dating apps, but I know that people have gotten married and like all that stuff without them. But I think that's the one part where I keep going back to it, where I'm just like, holy shit, like I am not going and like putting on a little mini skirt and sitting at a coffee shop waiting for the love of my life to walk in at the same fucking hypothetical time as me. Yeah, um, it's been like freaking me out too. I mean, I'm just trying to like live and like not think about it just because I'm like people like, meet people when they're like 30, but also I'm just like, I don't really foresee like my lifestyle really changing between like now and when I like enter the grave. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> like, how, like how am I actually going to meet people and I think it's like also frustrating too with apps now it's just like normalized like really only like meet people virtually and I feel like the whole like concept and maybe this will like change when like we're older and whatnot but at least like for our age it's like men like I don't think are really going to like go up to women as much as they probably yeah. did in the past especially with like the Me Too movement and everything so I think that just like creates a whole additional barrier and also with like COVID like no one's just like going up to strangers anymore 
So I think it's just like hard. And also I think we've all have like made our bubbles a lot smaller too. So there's like less opportunity, I think, to like interact and mingle with like new people, unless I guess you do do that at like bars. I don't know what like the average person does when they like go out at night, right? Well, like, I'm so think, out of touch. I also think too, I feel like going out is dead. I think a lot of people have realized that like, oh, you don't need to go out to like live just from the pandemic. Like people are not going out as frequently. And I think even though there's opportunity to go up, we kind of talked about like FOMO where you feel like every time there is an opportunity now, I think it was like earlier when it felt like, oh God, Omicron's coming back. We got to go out this last week and it's open and stuff. But I also think guys don't go on as many dates as women. There is this in this confidence built in, or maybe it's just this like lackadaisical approach to dating that like women feel like so much of their worth is tied to finding a partner, even if they are economically independent, right? They still feel like, oh, I'm going to have to get married one day. I just think women go on like four times as many dates as men. Maybe men are bullshit and say like, oh, this is my first date off of a dating app. Like West Elm Caleb fucking said that to me and he's like a sleuth, you know, so I do just think that men don't feel this pressure as much as women do. Um, but yeah, I, I struggle because I don't think it's going to happen out in the wild. And I hate that it's not going to happen when you're not looking because that takes the agency out of me doing it. And like my mom asked out my dad, like, I think I could see myself doing that in the future. But Emma and I also, like, I don't have guy friends. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, I think that's an actual like normal, non stranger danger type way to meet people is like if you have a guy friend and then he has like six random guys that he knows like getting set up but that's the point where it's like if you're an introvert the likelihood of you getting set up is like slim to fucking none so so if there's any dudes that listen to our podcast and you're seeking out some friends kate and i are maybe here yeah let's do it come to our little meetups and we'll link and build maybe you can date one of the cmos girlies emma maybe that should be our fucking passion is that all the CMOS girlies that listen to the pod, we somehow find them men. I mean, we can't find men for ourselves, but like maybe we can find men for I'll them. find men for other people. That would honestly probably be more fulfilling. Yeah, why not? Um, the next thing that I noticed, this is like such, such, such a random thing, is like, this has been a disgusting in the activewear space, but Girlfriend Collective and Outdoor Voices, are y'all in the same writer's room? Because y'all are copycats. How I came about this is like Girlfriend Collective like DM me about like some social content. And so I like took a scroll on their website, which I feel like I'm not really doing these days, especially on Outdoor Voices, because I don't know what has happened there since Ty left. But Outdoor Voices, like exercise dress, Girlfriend Collective has six different types of exercise dresses. Six. What the fuck is that? Um, I just always am curious, like, are brands that stupid? Is that copyright? Is that illegal to copy a company that much or not really? Maybe they're secretly like, maybe Girlfriend Collective is secretly owned by Outdoor Voices or vice versa. And it's just like a scheme for them to like maximize profits. But yeah, I don't know. I also, but, but also when you think about it, it's like with like workout wear, it's like, you're kind of limited in like what you you create. It's like, yeah, you got a sports bra. It has like a cross back or an open back where it's like a halter and you got like your leggings. But I have like noticed too that it's like Outdoor Voices drop something. Girlfriend Collective will drop something very similar, like within a week. And within a week of like outdoor voices dropping something and they can't and be stupid like, their audience is, they can't be that stupid like their audience is the same like the people that work at the companies know the other fucking well also it's different. interesting too because it's like neither of them are like fast fashion right so like i'm sure like they like they're not like yes they have like a million drops but i'm sure there's like you know some amount of like time that's like put into like production for like you know creation to like sourcing etc right so it's like that's like what's also confusing it's like okay are these like are people just like having the same same thoughts or are they actually just like fully like basically just like turning out stuff when they see new stuff like you know floating around on social media I don't know but it is confusing I'm like 
y'all basically look the same I think the only way you can differentiate the two is like the fabrics and materials that they use like Girlfriend Collective does all the like a water bottle like whatever leggings shit I don't know what Outdoor Voices uses there's yeah. like 10 different like frost knit fly knit <laughs> knit yeah I have no idea um so that's been a big question mark I'm too scared to get into aloe yoga because it seems like a cult I don't really feel like I discover any new brands I'm just like too lazy at this rate I don't need body dysmorphia from new sizing in a new place so no. those are my two ogs but the next segment oh well okay so I was like tweeting like crazy yesterday because I was in hyper fight or flight mode for certain reasons um yeah. but did I, wait also did anything happen are you good with that Oh, I'm I'm fine. Yeah, okay. like all is well over here. Cool. Love. Anyway, <laughs> so like I feel like you and I always talk about like our favorite like oatmeal toppings, whatever. But I think we should talk about our favorite flavors of the week because I feel like I cycle through like yes, I eat the same shit, but I do it in like different combinations, and I feel like I like rediscover things. Mm-hmm. Um, so as of late, girlies, if you need some inspiration, um, maybe this is like maybe I shouldn't be exposed inside of myself because it's kind of scary. But flavors of the week, things that I've been craving, enjoying the taste of first, blackstrap molasses, which I know is like the ultimate, like old lady geriatric, like, who are you food? Like, I don't feel like anyone is just like, yeah, I want some like blackstrap molasses, but I've had this like bottle. I swear since I've like moved to New York, like this yeah. bottle has been like living, collecting dust. She's seen a lot. Um, but I've been having that with like my, I've been making these like protein like single serve pancakes for dessert because I need to like use up random powders in my you know pantry but blackstrap molasses she just like kind of hits a little sweet a little tart like it's good for you I think it has like potassium magnesium there's iron I know that iron yes um so I've been loving that German style mustard I've been I love mustard but what I've been doing is I have been just like I haven't even been squirting the bottle it's a squirt bottle but I've been undoing the lid and just fully dunking celery straight into it um and that is my snacking food of choice while I fake cook dinner next are onions um but not any onions red onions if you guys remember I was like bitching about like how red onions are so expensive but I finally allowed to buy myself I finally allowed myself to buy one and of course it was like, you know, the non-organic from Trader Joe's, like it was basically rotten by the time I like walked out of the establishment, but yeah, red onions, pickled red onions. I have not made in a second. And I swear I eat like a quarter of an onion each time now. I love that for you. Um, my top three flavors are a little bit different. These are more like bites, I would say, than flavors. Like these are like little combos. So while I was traveling, I didn't really buy many supplements because I was like, okay, I don't want to get stopped at TSA. And I do get stopped at TSA. And I was only there for a week. So I was like, I don't want to buy like a, you know, a month worth of protein powder or some shit like that. You girlies get it. But I did find a really small bottle of psyllium husks and then maca powder. Like I go through a bag a week. So I figured that would be fine. So with those two, I made a funky little snack that probably has caused me health issues. Like you're not supposed to be eating psyllium husks like this. You're supposed to be mixing it with water and drinking it. Mm-hmm. However, I would take like a frozen fruit and maca powder and psyllium husk and like some coconut yogurt or whatever I had and put it with hot water and like mix it up. And it's like a really stupid, silly, goofy mug cake that you should probably not be eating. Like on the psyllium husk thing, it's like, if you don't eat this with water, you could choke and die. (laughs) Okay. I'm back with the psyllium husk moment. So you could even add a protein powder, any funky adaptogens. It just makes a gelatinous mug cake, but be cautious because you could choke and die. (laughs) So this is a risky food. 
The next one I have is nutritional yeast and coconut aminos. When I got off that plane from LAX, there was nothing I craved more than the sick twisted combination of coconut aminos, maybe and everything but the bagel and nutritional yeast. And that's exactly what I ate on the spoonful when I got back with a little bit of hot water, just like a, a dust bite. Um, just cause I wanted that fucking flavor profile. I don't know why I haven't had like miso paste in a while either. So I just like ate a spoonful of that. I was in a salty, salty mood. Then another thing I've been doing is taking like a tablespoon of honey and making a little boat. Um, you know how they have those little celery logs with the, what's, what are those called with the raisins on it? Ants on a log. Ants on a log. Think about this as gut microbiome on a log or like, I don't know what it would be. Um, what's some fun thing we talk about? SpongeBob on a boat. Like, I don't know what we could call this, but you take a spoonful of honey, add like a few walnuts till it fills up your spoon and then add some chocolate chips. My preference is the Pashia dark chocolate, hundred percent like cacao chocolate chips take a bite amazing fucking flavor profile like granola bars trigger me so much because I see visibly that there are calories however I am not scared of eating honey with with walnuts and chocolate chips at all so that was my final flavor profile of the week that I had yum I'm I'm inspired by all of them the next one we had is well we'll talk about this honey mamas they've been popping out new flavors and I don't know where you can find any of them if anyone has a Honey Mamas Connect, I need to try birthday cake or the chocolate cake one, like ASAP. I saw someone in Geneva who had like the chocolate cake, like literally, if you can figure out a way to ship me like all of them from your grocery store, please, please do that for us. I, I really like Honey Mamas a lot and it's annoying because the only flavor, I mean, I like the tahini tangerine, which is carried at Whole Foods, but I want some birthday cake flavor up in my mouth. Yeah, I'm looking at the Honey Mamas thing right now and you have to like unlock VIP access with a code. What the fuck does this mean? To get the hunt the birthday cake. What is this shit? Well, because the launch is March 1st. So if you want like early access, I think that's like not me skipping. This feels like I'm signing up for Coachella tickets, and that's literally like a four dollar overpriced chocolate bar. Oh well, well. I just signed up for VIP access, but yeah, I also want to find the honey mamas. And then Emma and I have found, we have found Miss Mackerel. I went to Whole Foods yesterday in the evening and I like first took a glance at the, the cursed macro corner at Bowery Whole Foods. I'm going to need to take a video of it because I think it's like where the CMOS girlies camp out. Um, I know Anya said that like she found the macro the other day there. And I just think that's the only place that all of us like fucking frequent. Um, so there should be a sign like CMOS girlies restricted area or something. But I looked and you know, when you look at a, a high aisle, you can't really see all the way back. Like I was on my tippy toes of my fucking Uggs. I was probably six two with them on. And I saw that there's one like far, far back. And so I like threw my groceries on the floor and I like reached as far as I fucking could, like causing a disaster scene, almost like swept out the entire row of sardines to get like one thing of mackerel. But it was such a fucking blessing to see it there. And I'm so happy about it. Yeah, I went to Whole Foods before work the other day and I saw that they had a, they had restocked. Surprisingly, the mackerel are not fully dead um, or extinct. And yeah, I got one canister just because I have like these like weird ones that my mom sent me for Valentine's Day that I'm still working through. But it feels good to have that slimy, oily fish back in my possession. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm kind of like saving her for you know, when I maybe get back from Florida and I have no food and I like need to eat, but next we just have kind of a little rant, I guess, about like traveling and maybe like tips for people. Like we mentioned, it's like peak traveling season. It's like spring break for most people or it's soon it's going to be. And I think with that comes again, a lot of like stress and anxieties, especially if you're like someone who has experience in sort of eating disorder. I think this is like kind of 
the last area where it's like hard to recover from. And mm-hmm. I think it's largely because like you lose full control of like what you're eating, when you're eating, et cetera. Um, so first is like food emergency. Kate, do you want to? Yeah, I think we like this, this is one thing that's really difficult with airports. I just feel like, I feel like I get in such a chronic state of stress. Like, oh my God, there's going to be no food. I especially had this when I was stuck at the airport for eight hours. Like I had like nibbles of snacks, but it was just so like annoying to be like, okay, I could go to McDonald's and like get a burger, but it's like going to freak me out, which is like a thing I need to grow through and just like eat the burger if I were to have to. But I think that becomes a point where like, this was where you could be proactive and pack more snacks and like make sure when you land somewhere, like tell your family, like, I want to go to a grocery store to get like a granola bar, get an apple. So I also can just like, feel like I have a little bit of balance. Cause for me, if I go like all or nothing on vacations, like I'm very routine, I'm very robot in New York, in my home here. But then if I go on vacation and I just eat out for every single meal and I don't eat like any of the nutrients that my body's used to, I feel like I'm literally like have the metabolism of like a 50 year old woman where like my body does change. Like my body, I feel not change physically, but I feel different. I feel a little bit like angsty. My stomach hurts. I feel depressed. I feel like I have acne forming. So like having a little bit of routine when you are on vacation is something that I, as I was saying, when I get off the routine, I think it just can feel a little bit like safer or it can silence that orthorexia voice in the back of your head. If you are to have more options when you are away. Yeah, no, I totally feel that. I feel like also with like traveling, I've been like better at packing things because I have always gotten fucked over by like the airline industry. And I usually like in the past wouldn't pack food because it's like a three hour flight and I go home, I eat, but all my flights as of late have been like delayed, canceled. And I'm just like stranded. So yeah, just like pack the food, pack the food. Also like airline food is so expensive. And I'm also just like, I don't want to spend that much money. Um, next is like, yeah, like the whole like orthorexia of like not getting steps. And I'm trying to think of like other tips that I have. I think it's like helpful if you have someone I think when you open up to your family about like your struggles and everything I think they become more much more understanding like I feel like in the past I never like explained to my family like why I like freak out about like eating out and everything and now that I've like admitted that okay anyway I think just like the more transparent you are with like people you're traveling with I think like the more understanding they'll be and I think like you know they can then support you if you are feeling like a little like off or anxious for whatever reason while you're traveling in regards to like health and exercise um and I feel like you know encouraging people to like yeah like cook a meal whatever and like I think that's always like a fun activity to do when you are um traveling like maybe go to the farmer's market or whatever just so you have like some sort of autonomy but also it's just like, let yourself live. Like, again, like we say, one thing won't kill you. And that's something that I have really like learned. And I'm excited to go to Florida. Cause this is like, I feel like the first time where I like, haven't been in like a really terrible state with like food and exercise. And I'm just kind of excited to like, actually like just chill and like enjoy the time with my grandparents. Cause I feel like in the past, I've always been like a little bit of a bitch mm-hmm. and it never feels good to be that way around your family. And so, yeah, you guys deserve to love life and enjoy vacations and enjoy great food, etc. And hopefully, you know, that is a little bit of hope for you guys if you struggle as well. Yeah, that was the same thing for me. I feel like this is the first time where like, I'm not really questioning my food decisions. Like I got back to New York and I ate my routine of food that I normally ate yesterday and literally nothing in my life changed. Like it did not feel significantly better. I think there's sometimes where I have this like fantasy in my head of like, oh my God, as soon as I get back to like my normal routines, like I'm going to feel so perfect again. No, like it's still the same fucking shit. Like food is such a small thing. And like, if you ever feel like you're fixating on food or body, just think about like 
you know, you can't, I was reading this book or I'm reading this book called The Artist's Way. And I read this book, as, or that was, it wasn't from this book, sorry. From the book, The Seven Laws of Spiritual Success, I believe it's called. It's talking a lot about control. And it was kind of like, you know, life and memories don't happen in the periods that are controlled. And I was like, that is really true. Like the uncertainty is like where everything in your life has happened. Like the uncertainty of where you're going to get into college. If this boy likes me, um, what's going to happen at this event? Like all of those moments, like, am I going to get this job? Is this going to happen to me? That is where life happens. And like, it is really scary to just trust the uncertainty. But if you're living in a state of just like chronic control, like you're not really experiencing life. Um, so that's like one thing that I've been trying to like grasp onto a little bit more, but we hope that this episode brings you love, brings you joy, brings you light. If you like the podcast, please leave us a review on the Apple podcast store. You girlies know the deal. Follow the meme page, follow Emma and I, you know, join Geneva, all those cute, fun, quirky things. Amen. And with that, that's the episode. Peace and love, CMOS girlies. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.